Are you still sending plain text messages to new friends and colleagues? If so, it's time to upgrade your networking workflow. Sending your contact and brand information manually can be time consuming. Make a better first impression with the digital biz card. Leads can access your web or email address, company logo, social media, and even YouTube channels. They'll even have the ability to save your biz card directly to their contacts. Visit getbizcards.com and upgrade your networking today. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker, and joining me for this episode is Robert Miller of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Robert was initiated in the Beta Omicron Sigma chapter of Phi Beta Sigma in the fall of 2016. Robert is an entrepreneur and an IT professional with over 13 years of experience in that space. He co-founded the BYNK Radio Network in 2016 as a podcast network, radio station, and urban culture site that afforded him the opportunity to interview artists from many of the top music labels. Robert is also the owner and principal consultant at Immortal Marketing, and he's a recent member of the D9 Business Directory. Please welcome to Greekly Speaking, brother, my fraternity brother, Robert Miller. How are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Hey, good, man. Hey, sounding good, looking good. We got connected on social media and some of the same Facebook groups. And man, I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you, especially from an entrepreneurial standpoint and being a fellow IT guy like myself. Man, you know, hey, I'm excited to hear a little bit about your background and your experience, man. But, you know, as is customary with Greekly Speaking, before we do anything, we got to, you know, check out your Greek background, make sure you're good. <laughs> you, know, you know, see, see what's what, man. So you came through what, fall of 2016. How many brothers came through with you? Two other brothers. So our line had three. I was three? Uh, and Trey of the line. Yep. <laughs> so Okay. Okay. What was the name of the line? Turmoil Trilogy. And Turmoil is an acronym. We earned that name, Turmoil. A lot of hiccups, a lot of, a lot of messing up, a lot of fussing at my ace, a lot of can't get right. Uh, we figured it out <laughs> and then we crossed successfully. But yeah, it was Turmoil. <laughs> okay, so you're the first guest that got straight to the point that fast in the, in the segment. So for the other brothers that were on that line in, the, in 2016, hey, it's all good. We, we, we made it all in fun, but you know, yeah. you know how it is. And, right. And, and those are those experiences that bring you the closer together too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me not get into my line. Did you have any Greek influences in your life coming up? I was aware of the D9 really heavy, like at least on my mom's side, I I have, I can name probably off the top of my head, 20 cousins and aunts that are, that are AKAs. It's mostly AKAs and, and alphas on that side of the family. So I was, I was aware of it to a point. To be honest, it was something that I wasn't really big on or looking to, to explore in any way, shape or form, because they didn't really tell me too much about like what was actually happening beyond the collegiate 
process. So I, I mean, I was one of these people who thought it was just basically a social club at one point, people that kept up with each other. And after I got older and got wiser and, and were, was around a, a couple of really, really good Sigma brothers, like that's that's when I was, I was like, okay, I want to actually check this out because these guys are really sharp. They seem to be an influence in the community. I want to be a part of, you know, this wondrous band of, of men, I think. And that's how I got interested. Okay. So what did your folks say when you came home wearing something that wasn't an alpha shirt? <laughs> So I, I I was kind of like keeping it low a little bit because like some of my some of my older aunts like they don't they don't really play around with that kind of stuff like at all, and um, it got out somehow. I think my mom told told one of my aunts one of my great aunts that that I I had across Greek, and then so my my great aunt she started asking me about it, and she was like, so so you're Greek, and I said yes, ma'am, and she was like, so you crossed Alpha, and I said no, ma'am, and she's like, oh, okay. Because like her being an AKA, one of these super AKAs, she she crossed at Alabama State in like 1964 or something. There were, there was just Alpha and just AKA, and that's all she really cared about. Even though you know there's no constitutional bond there, but you know that's neither here nor there. I guess they they were they accepted it over time. You know I think for for most of my family after a while, what they embraced was how they saw me grow as a man. You know being part of the organization, and they were like, well, if, if it's helping him get on the right path and improve himself and, and grow as a person, like then that's what we want for him. But it was a little bumpy at first, and some of my some of my aunts and cousins still pick at me about that because I didn't choose the fraternity they wanted for me. <laughs> and for and for the record, Greekly speaking, um, fully supports the first family, the members of Alpha <laughs> Pi Alpha and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yeah, and, and for your family, I can't help you with the family, man. I, I can only, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's going to be what it's going to be. I get it though, but that's cool, man. So. Um, Really, you got a chance to to meet some of the members and see what it was about. And it sounds like, you know, life after college was important to you. Mm-hmm. And so when you join, what type of community service projects or, or or activities was your chapter known for? There were there were several different things around fundraising, especially like there there's a veterans breakfast that they do at that Beta Omicron signal where I crossed in Columbus, Ohio was is is known for and that they they do they've been you know featured in in the newspaper and and on television for it. The other thing that they're really well known for is is the Sigma Beta Club and and how they they had that expanded and giving scholarships to you know young future Sigmas hopefully you know as they they go on their their way and expand their their scholastic you know, pursuits. So it's mostly things around influencing young black men in the community and also giving back to to veterans, especially. Those are the two big things that they're known for in Columbus. And that, that's cool, man. So, you know, what, what impacts would you say Five Beta Sigma's had on your life so far? Honestly, the, the the number one thing has to be like the level of mentorship. There, there are so many brothers, like especially in the chapter that I'm in now, Omicron Sigma, that are where I want to be long-term. Like they're already further down, down the path. And, and these brothers are so giving and they're so, so well-mannered and they're so honest with me. Like they give me really honest feedback. They tell me what I need to hear, not necessarily what I want to hear. And they're willing to share with me and help me grow. Some of them have opened their networks up to me. Some of them are business clients now, you know, just based on some of the things that they see, they see the potential and they help me grow that way. So I, I think it's, um, Having that sort of mentorship, which I don't think that's something that should should ever stop, whether you're 14 or, or 36 like myself or, or in your 50s, like having mentors and people who are already where you want to be is, is a good way to grow. And, and Phi Beta Sigma, especially for me, has been paramount for that. Hey, you know, I'm just happy to, to hear you 
share those comments, man, because I found the same thing. We're both here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. and I've met brothers in several of the chapters here. And, and I can tell you right now, I can point to people that I've worked with, people that I've looked up to, people that I've been mentored by in yes. each of the chapters. You know, mm-hmm. that's right. so, and, and, you know, I've lived in several cities, man. And and that's one thing particular about Dallas. I mean, everything, our past international director, Bigger Better Business, Brother Reginald right. Slush. I mean, you know, from it's just all over Dallas. So I look forward mm-hmm. to kind of kicking it with you, man, at some point and, and, and meeting up and, and, and kind of talking with you on a professional level, man. So mm-hmm. or if you have any questions, if says you're new to the area, let me know, man. So that that is cool. It's always good when you can find a place where you fit in and where you feel like you're at home, whether it's a location or organization. So you actually did a little research, I guess. You didn't rush into it. So what what advice would you give to someone who's considering going Greek, whether they're collegiate or graduate? I would say research. Don't just even though it matters, especially for I would say for undergrad and even even for uh, or collegiate rather and, and, and for graduate chapters. Oftentimes, the, your first impression is going to be the, the brothers of that chapter that are immediately around you. I would say don't just stop at researching that immediate chapter. Look at the entire organization. What does the organization embody? What, what things are there within the organization that are going to help you? I, I think, in my opinion personally, it's okay to be a little bit selfish in that you want to figure out what organization is going to help you meet your goals. But at the same time, you don't want to be so selfish that you're only looking to pull from an organization. It's not someplace that you can give back. You want to be able to look at the organization and say, how are the ways that I can help this organization grow, that I can improve my community through this organization? And then there, what are some ways that this organization will help me grow as well? What is the culture of this organization? Does it fit where I want to be and who I want to be as a person? That's on point, man. You hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, so that's great, man. And words of advice for members of the audience who are considering, you know, going Greek, doing this Greek thing and, you know, getting in the community and putting in that work. As we always say, you know, the the, the intake process starts after you get in. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where the work right. is. Right. So we look forward to, like I said, kicking it with you, man, meeting up. But, you know, let's turn the page a little bit, talk a little bit about your brand. You know, you're a recent member of the D9 Business Directory and, you know, you got your new profile added for your uh, marketing firm. So talk, talk to us about that and tell us where that passion came from. I mean, real quick, before I get into that, I just want to say that um, the directory, I think, is an awesome idea. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I think it's it's an excellent way for anybody who, who has a business or somebody who's looking for a product or service you know, to be able to support different people and then be able to find quality products and services. So I, I appreciate that you guys are doing that. And it, it's it's a really good thing, I think. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, we're just trying to promote awareness and uh, visibility for every entrepreneur out there. It's hard enough to do it as it is. And in a pandemic, yep. it's even more challenging. So like I said, congratulations to you, man. No, I appreciate it. Mortal marketing, what we specialize in primarily is, is medium and small size businesses, social media management, brand management, and digital marketing. So that could be things from, you know, sorting out how to get you a logo, building a website, managing and optimizing your social media for you so that you can use that almost as a free arm to, to help grow your business, running digital marketing through different uh, ad platforms, whether that's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Google ads, you know, a bunch of different ways to do that, whether that's constant contact, email marketing, all of those sort of things. And, and 
putting something together that properly aligns with whatever the growth strategy is uh, of that organization, whether it's an idea that somebody has and they're looking to grow or it's a well-established organization with, you know, 50 or 100 employees and they're looking to revamp their digital footprint. And then I came up with the idea for it based on people I had been talking to, another business that I have, BYNKradio.com, and talking to different small business owners and realizing that, and me being meeting somebody who has a small business, there's so many different hats that, th- that those guys have to wear, whether it's, you know, HR and being the CEO and being the president, being payroll, being supply chain management, you know, managing all the products and services, managing the, the um point of sale system, all these different things that, that a lot of small business owners have to wear all these different hats. I think something that often slips through the cracks or isn't optimized a lot of time is marketing. And even though we all use social media, I don't think there are a lot of people who really have the time or the bandwidth to figure out how do I make social media work for my business? Not in the point of just you know getting followers and getting likes, but how do I translate that into actual sales in my bottom line? So being somebody who was already in that space and had advised, you know, people based on my own business experience and and some of my IT background, I was like, why don't I I create a company that small and medium sized businesses can come to someone and have basically um, completely have someone else manage all of those kind of things or at least advise them. That way they get to focus on the big picture, the the CEO, the visionary level efforts as far as growing their business. And they don't have to worry about the day to day. Oh, let me make sure I respond to this DM. Or what am I doing with this ad campaign? Is it running properly? Or who's going to respond to these emails about a product inquiry or something like that? I can just completely outsource that to somebody else for you know, a much smaller fee. And I can focus on the, the things that have to do with the day-to-day of my, for my business. So where'd you get your start in IT? I, I started from the bottom as far as IT goes. I got out of college and I was doing, I was desktop support and I was working on a help desk for, I was working at Big Lots actually at the time in, in one of their warehouses. And I worked my way up from help desk, working in the second tier support and ADM account management. I worked my way into you know server infrastructure management, and and now I'm doing primarily project management and, and uh, business analyst type work. So I would I wouldn't say full stack in that classic sort of you know dev kind of field at all because I I don't like coding. I I can look at some of that kind of stuff and I know what it says, and and I'm okay with SQL, but sort of the the IT project management pieces is, is primarily what I'm doing these days. Okay, so you moved to my neighborhood and you're doing exactly what I'm doing. And oh, wow. you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that project management business analyst space too. So it, it, that this is this is cool, man. I, I love playing with the database stuff and, and building those apps. So a lot of what we do kind of started, you know, with, from things that piqued our interest, right? And mm-hmm. from needs that you've been made aware of based on how many people you interact with for someone who's maybe not familiar with marketing concepts or strategy or or what we do, what would you say is that high level description of what your company can provide for them? The, the primary thing first is consultation. Like, so I believe that we have to adhere to whatever a company's small business, medium-sized businesses growth strategy is. And if you don't have one, we can help you work with that because I, I know like sometimes we're just, you know, caught up in just trying to keep the lights on but whatever the growth strategy is, I think marketing is supposed to enhance that. It's not supposed to fight against it. It's not supposed to fight against whatever it is you want the brand to be. Whatever the brand is in somebody's head, when, when I talk to a small business owner and I ask them, what do you want people to think when they hear your brand, when, when they hear your brand said all out? So that comes, that, that, that comes down to a user experience when it comes to websites. So that's website building. Again, the social media management piece, because it's, it, again, it's not just about how many followers you have or what hashtags you're using. It's what people see when they see your social media. 
you know, speed of interactivity. When somebody asks a question online, how fast are you responding to that? You may not have time to do that. The, the business owner could be with a client. That may be something you need to outsource and, and you know, give to somebody else so that you can get that kind of uh, response a little bit faster. So it's primarily digital brand management in, in, in the form of digital marketing, whether that's an ad campaign that adheres with a growth strategy, website builds, social media management, when not, and that's, that's digital posting, post creation, uh, optimization around hashtags and things like that. And then, and then responsiveness when it comes to emails and inquiries. Sounds like, you know, a little bit about what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I, I, I try to be competent. If I got to charge somebody for something, I better know what I'm talking about. I don't want to have to be issuing refunds because I'm incompetent, man. You know, that that's cool, man. What do you see as some trends that maybe small businesses can start to leverage? I, I guess coming out of COVID, one of the things is when foot traffic basically died, you had to have a digital presence. If you didn't already have one, because there are plenty of businesses, they, they don't really have much of a digital bear presence beyond a Google business page or something like that when somebody Googles them. You need to have a much more robust presence now because during that time, there was no way for most people to interact with with businesses in any way, shape or form. I mean, even if it was like a restaurant or something like that, if it was if, if you were door dashing or something, people want to be able to know as much about your business as possible. And I think especially using a platform like Instagram or Facebook, there's a level of interactivity that's going to be required. I, the, the, the customer base that I'm noticing, and this is almost across all, all industries other than probably B2B businesses, when when somebody requests information, they they aren't willing to wait for days or or hours. Even in some cases, they want quick responses. Like they they want to know that somebody's responding back to them quickly within an hour, commenting back to them, responding to a DM quickly. And the, that's the biggest trend that I sort of see in the digital space. That it's not just enough to have a robust following. Um, people want interaction. You know. All right. Let me ask ask this since we have our expert panelists here with us today. <laughs> so, all right. You know, I'm on Facebook and as my uh, teenager tells me, yeah, yeah, you're the only one, you know, <laughs> you know? Um, but as a business owner, what platform should I look to create a presence in? That depends heavily on your target market. I think that the the good overall answer that one size fits all thing is definitely Instagram, but in a lot of ways that depends on your target market. I think a lot of people like, you know, your, your, you know, kids might say, well, nobody's on Facebook. Facebook has the largest user base of any of the social media platforms by, I think about 400 million more users than, than Instagram does. And then, you know, Twitter seems to be the one that's trending, but Twitter doesn't even have 300 million active users at any given point. So Again, it might be Twitter. It depends on your user base. If you're if your user uh, if your target audience is somewhere between people who are like maybe 15 to like 25, 29, then Twitter and definitely Instagram are going to be the go-to's. Like if, if it's a Venn diagram, like Twitter sitting on one side, Facebook sitting on the other side, and the one that kind of covers everything properly is going to be Instagram. I think almost every business needs to have some sort of Instagram presence. Facebook, I would say if you're if your target audience is like people in the business class who, you know, might be a little bit older, you know, and when I say older, I just mean people like people who have kids, for example, somewhere between 35 and like 50. Facebook is actually probably going to give you better bang for your buck most of the time, because a lot of people in that age group, they only really interact on social media and to interact with people that they know or people that they're interested in, in following in some form or fashion. Twitter is the complete opposite of that in, the, in that most people interact with somebody they don't, they don't have any kind of tie to at all. So I, I would say how that, that depends heavily on 
who your target target audience is, and not just necessarily age group, but an actual you know full pro profile. You know what's what's their approximate income, education level, what are their hobbies, you know how much free time and free spending money do they have, how often do they go out, those sort of things. I think all of those factors need to be built into a profile to figure out which thing do you target first, because depending on who you who you're targeting, like if it's B two B. It's probably not any of those social medias. It's probably going to be LinkedIn, and it's probably going to be um, marketing through through Google AdWords. See, folks, if you're going to actually get some professional services for your business, you want to deal with somebody that knows what they're talking about, somebody that's doing the research. That could, you know, and it's good to hear. And I'm not quizzing you or anything like that, but I love when people have enough passion of their own business and their own brand Mm. to actually do the research, put the work in to know about the space that they're in. So that that's good. It, it, it just increases that comfort level, you know, even more so. So who markets your business, right? (laughs) You know, or is, do you do your own or or you have your own marketing company? So (laughs) do you have a marketing agency? I've always wanted to ask that. Yeah, so so I I I put it this way. You know how like you've got that one guy in the barber shop and and his hair is like he's he's the best barber in the shop, but his hair is like never cut. That's that's kind of me. So like a lot a lot of my marketing right now is sort of word of mouth. That's I've been focusing more on growing my clients than growing my business directly. That's actually where I get get most of my joy um and, and happiness within the business. But I do have a cohesive marketing strategy. I just haven't executed on it because primarily my focus is in helping my clients grow. Um, so, yeah, that's a good question. But I, I haven't I haven't focused on marketing my own business anywhere near as much. So so this is what I'm learning. I haven't done a lot of these interviews now. I, I found and and trust me. You know, we do a little web design and stuff like that. And, and, mm-hmm. and some of my sites are just, you know, <laughs> you, you know, so I totally know how that goes. I could look at someone else's brand and 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 their needs and I could make something happen almost overnight for them and, yeah. and they'll love it. Right. But when it comes to me, I'm you know, too much of a perfectionist. I, I, I procrastinate sometimes because I'm trying to do other things, you know, so it's a headache. And I'm just wondering how many other people are in that situation. So I'm just saying right now, if I connected you with a marketing firm that could take what you do, because you're the perfect client, you know what you want, yeah. <laughs> you know what strategies are, it can yeah. offload some of that. Would you use it? Would you use the service? Yeah, that's so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in some ways it's it's almost hypocritical for if you have a specialty service and you don't have the bandwidth to use that service for yourself and there's somebody else that you can trust to execute on that service, then then why not use them to, to go back to that that barber barber example? Most of the time, barbers aren't cutting their own hair. They have somebody else that is equally, you know, if not better, you know, than them to who they can go to and that person's you know, giving them a haircut. That doesn't make them less of a barber. That means I don't have the bandwidth to spend the extra time required to market my business. And I think uh, a lot of people in, in a lot of different ways, and, and it's something that I've had to come to grips with as, as a small business owner, you have to realize that you're not going to be good at everything. There are going to be a lot of people that are good at the things that you need done uh, better than you are. And oftentimes that attempt to use something inexpensively and keep it in house is actually costing you money in the form of opportunities and grow, being able to grow your business. So if I can focus on all my clients and I have somebody else over here that's helping me grow my client base, I, I already know that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. But if I have somebody else who can help me grow through marketing, like why not? Because 
I, even though like I, I don't have tunnel vision necessarily, like I can only see what I can see. But if somebody else has a different viewpoint, you know, they may be able to be able to help me grow in a bunch of different ways than I wouldn't have realized. And, and man, that's that's great to hear so many different levels. I've got some thoughts and I and and just listening to you, I, I see where you have the, the, the knowledge, the insight to really help with strategy. And I think it's a lot of your um, marketing activity starts with the strategy, knowing what to do. It doesn't matter how fast you can run if you're running the wrong way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I, I, I love that, man. And and for folks in the audience that may want to connect with you and maybe learn a little bit more about what you do, uh, where would they go? The website is immortal-marketing.com. You can email me directly, Robert Miller at immortal-marketing.com. Um, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. If you want to call my phone, 334-313-4351. I am open and I'm here for, you know, anybody who needs some assistance or help with their business. Hey, Robert Miller, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Immortal yes, Marketing Expert, Subject Matter <laughs> IT Guy. I love it, man. Hey, welcome to DFW. And don't hesitate to let us know if there's anything else we can do to help support uh, anything you got going on. Okay. Absolutely, Eric. I appreciate it. And I'll definitely be spreading the word about everything that you guys have going on with the business directory. If, if you have a business out there, please get plugged in. You're doing yourself a disservice by, by not checking them out. Hey, appreciate that, man. I'm Eric Tucker. He's Robert Miller. Hey, it's, this has been a great. Join us next time on Greekly Speaking.